Hey everyone, and welcome to the It Just Works podcast. I am your host, Ryan, and today we're going to talk about Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 2, or Chapter 10, as Disney's been putting it. So there is spoilers. I do talk about it pretty much exactly what happens in the episode. Uh, just kind of give my thoughts on it, and then I briefly talk about Halo 4's anniversary, and then we move on to Pokemon and the 25th anniversary and uh, speculation on what we will be getting released next year, and then my review for Pokemon Crown Tundra. I hope you guys enjoy the episode as always, and I appreciate your support. Uh, don't forget, you can email the show, and the email is itjustworkspod at gmail.com. That is itjustworkspod at gmail.com. Uh, I would love to hear from you guys. If you have any feedback, if you have any opinions, just critiques, if you have a suggestion of a topic or a movie for us to watch and then talk about it, I'd love to hear from you. Um, as always, we are sponsored by Forever Grips Gaming Accessories. You can go ahead and check out their... Uh, you know, their whole catalog of accessories, uh, from thumbstick covers to controller covers, even, uh, you know, keyboard covers and just pretty much everything you can imagine. So go check them out. You can check out the link in my description and that will be it for me. Um, let's get to the episode. Let's cue that intro. Hello, everyone, and welcome into the show. I'm your host, Ryan, and this is the It Just Works podcast. And today we're going to be talking about uh, The Mandalorian, uh, Season 2, Episode 2, as they're calling it, Chapter 10. So please understand that there's going to be heavy spoilers. And, uh, I mean, not a lot happened in this episode, but I'm definitely going to be talking about it. So if you don't want to be spoiled, uh, please, uh, please uh, understand that I will be talking about him, so uh, you're more than welcome to skip ahead um, or just listen to it. Uh, obviously, I'll make sure that spoilers are, are, you know, put spoilers in the title, and uh, I'm going to start talking about spoilers now. So, The Mandalorian Season 2 has already kicked off to a good start with Episode 1, and now Episode 2, it just, honestly, it keeps the tradition going because I didn't expect this kind of episode we got today, and I think it was pretty awesome uh, the child is clearly, you know, going to continue to develop very well with this series, the way they're writing it. Um, so the intro to the episode is the Mandalorian still on Tatooine. He's on the speeder bike and he's just going through the Dune Sea and it looks amazing the way they filmed it. Uh, it's just really well done. And, you know, one of the funny things is, you know, if you've been listening to uh, the show since it started, I complain a lot about them going on Tatooine so much throughout the entire uh, Skywalker saga uh, but here, John Favreau has done it right, and he's made it extremely interesting and really fun to watch. You know what you can still do with this planet that we haven't seen in the movies. Uh, so it looks like some bandits are, you know, gonna try to stop the Mandalorian and take the child away from him with a trap with some boulders. They basically set a rope trap and just hit him off of it. But thanks to the jetpack, he's able to recover pretty quickly, uh, take them all out. But there's a Jawa, a Jawa, Jawa. Why am I saying that weird? Uh, holding a knife to the child's freaking neck, and um, uh, this whole scene is actually like really badass because it's the first like I mean the child's in like a lot of danger, even though it's pretty much been in a ton of danger the entire time. Uh, so the Jawa wants his jetpack, 
And so he puts the jetpack down and literally just makes the Jawa uh, walk away real quick. And then, he, you know, as he's holding the child as it runs to him, uh, which is just super adorable, uh, he turns the jetpack on and basically kills the Jawa with his own jetpack. And the child, like, kind of, like, looks up at him and <laughs> kind of smirks. And honestly, it makes for a really good scene. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed this entire episode, even if I have arachnophobia, as we will get into that. But, uh... He goes back to his contact and Moss Eisley, who is that woman with the droids, uh, the pod racing droids. That's not what they are, but, you know, that's what you think of when you see them. And uh, she says that if she wins this game, uh, you know, against this insect alien, that he will, you know, give them a contact uh, about where to f- seek out more Mandalorians. And then he uh, ferries a frog lady who has her embryos in a back duck tank. Uh, to go to a planet, but he cannot go into hyperspace or he will kill all of the unhatched embryos. He will kill all the embryos. Um, so he has to fly there, and that's where we see the New Republic. A couple X-Wings fly up on him and ask him for his transmitter or to transmit his codes. Uh, he can't and won't do it. And then they f- ask him, you know, he's flying the Razor Crest. They say, hey, Razor Crest, are you the one that, you know, did this with the New Republic uh, prison ship? And then they chase him, you know, he tries to flee to a snow planet, and they chase him, he crash lands, and everything just seems to be going wrong. Uh, It still makes for a very badass scene, obviously, anytime I get to see X-Wings on screen, I'm I'm pretty damn happy, to be honest with you. Um, He crashes, and then falls through the ice uh, flooring into a cave. Uh, Trying to repair the ship, the frog lady disappears. He later goes to uh, find her, uh, swimming in like a steam pool. Um, One of the things I already forgot to mention is that Baby Yoda really likes to eat the embryos. (laughs) He literally opens up the back of the tank and starts eating the eggs, and the Mandalorian's like, no, don't do that. So it makes for a a pretty, I would say, really funny um, moments. Uh, He still has Boba Fett's armor. And, you know, we're back on the ship and he's trying to fix it. But like I said, the frog lady leaves and goes to like a steam pool to warm herself up, you know, with the embryos in the pool with her. Uh, You know, it's a pretty cool scene. Uh, Baby Yoda still trying to eat the embryos. The Mandalorian tells him no and he kind of scooters off, skitters off, whatever you want to call it. And he opens up an egg. He can tell that these things that are on the floor around him are eggs. And Baby Yoda opens it up and just straight up eats a freaking ice spider and all its goo inside. It's so nasty. But the triggers all of the eggs in the area to wait or to hatch. And then the juveniles and one massive ass queen spider come out of nowhere and it's fucking terrifying. It's I'm so sad this episode didn't come out last week with Halloween. Um so they run away. He tries to blow up the queen. Doesn't work out so well. They get chased all the way to the Razor Crest, literally to the cockpit, and it looks like everything is just going wrong. And then the Queen comes back and starts beating the shit out of the wind, the windshield, you know, on the cockpit. And the New Republic actually landed their X-wings and kill the Queen, and pretty much all the juveniles and all the spiders. There's a ton of spiders. Uh, it's crazy to see so many spiders on the screen. And they just say. They talk to the Mandalorian that you know, there is a warrant for his arrest, but he's also done a lot for the New Republic. So they, they let him go. And uh, long story short, that's pretty much the episode. Um, they just, you know, they, they leave, and uh, his razor crest in space is really like all lopsided and shit, and it looks really funny. 
Um, so that's pretty much the episode for Mandalorian. Uh, it's just a really good episode. I just wanted to talk about it and talk about what happens, as I think the way they develop this show is really smart. There's always something different in what they're doing with a child, like it's speaking gibberish. The Mandalorian understands him. He's just so goddamn cute. Uh, they're really good at making these cute characters in Star Wars. So that's pretty much what happens there. And, um, yeah, I just think it made for a really good episode. Um, I'm excited to see what happens with episode three. Hopefully we get some uh, more Boba Fett action. But he is on his way to a planet to save this frog lady's uh, species with these embryos, I guess, that she can lay them or they can hatch if she if he goes to the right planet. And he's on his way to meet a Mandalorian there. So hopefully, uh, you know, it's either Sabine from Star Wars Rebels or Boba Fett. Maybe Boba Fett just follows him and they kind of just talk about, um, they talk about whatever. And he gets his armor back and maybe he helps uh, the Mandalorian out on his quest. Since Boba Fett has definitely uh, had his encounters with a Jedi over the years and might be able to help him out quite a bit. And I just think um, there's still a lot they could do with Boba Fett. Um, obviously, they're going to do something with him. There's no way they just like tease him in the first episode and then that's it. Uh, so honestly, I'm just really excited to see where this show goes. Uh, so far, the, like, the way this season's gone, you really don't know what to expect. Um, so that's pretty much it for The Mandalorian. I just wanted to talk about that real quick. Um, before we move on to Pokemon for the rest of the episode, I wanted to... Hey guys, so I wanted to talk about the 8th anniversary of Halo 4, as that is today, November 6th, when this is recording. Uh, just a huge shout out to Halo 4, because even though there's a massive amount of people who don't like it, uh, people who love it, just different opinions across the board, because they unfortunately changed a little bit too much on the multiplayer side. Um, I just remember what it was like leading up to this game coming out, and I just, I honestly, I loved it. I, I just remember the marketing material... There's just kind of a lot of hype around it. And for me personally, like, I wasn't, like, crazy know-it-all about the news and the internet and stuff. Like, there's still things that I just didn't know about, you know, when it comes to the development of the games. So for me personally, from the announcement to the launch, I was just extremely excited to see Chief back and to continue his story in some fashion. And I, I really do believe, or I did believe at the time, that the Forerunners would be really fun. Uh, they were fun in Halo 4, but after that, eh, went downhill in Halo 5. But yeah, so I just want to quickly say uh, happy 8th anniversary to Halo 4. I'm extremely excited for the new season of Halo MCC, which is Halo 4 coming to the PC. Uh, that's still in the flighting stage right now. Uh, I believe as this recording, uh, it's actually done. I believe today's the last day uh, for the flight. So hopefully you guys are going to get your hands on it soon on PC and then for us console players as well. And uh, yeah, so that's enough for Halo. And we're going to move on to Pokemon now. Um, real quick before I talk about the Crown Tundra, I forgot that next year in February, it's the beginning of the 25th anniversary of Pokemon, and oh my god, <laughs> 
that's crazy to me, guys. Uh, you know, Pokemon's been such a huge part of my life. Uh, Pokemon Red and my green Game Boy Color were the first things I've ever bought with my own, like, birthday money that you know, people obviously gave me. And I will never forget the moments that I've had with those games. Uh, and then Fire Red. Just, uh, my mom took me out of school because I had a dentist appointment. Uh, I don't know if I was, like, doing good in school. I don't remember what it was, but she took me to uh, Target that we always went to. And she bought me the game. And I I'm, I still have the cartridge till this day. I'm just forever grateful for the Pokemon franchise. And uh, I'm still hopeful for the future of it. Uh, I hope they start making better changes. But yeah, so next year is the 25th anniversary of Pokemon, and there's been a couple of rumors that are going around. Um, obviously, with rumors, you take them with a massive grain of salt. Um, but I want to talk about them. So one of the biggest rumors right now go- are going around is that Pokemon will announce a collection of games. Um, I, st- I think we're going to get something more than what the rumor says, but you know we'll see. So the rumors suggest that all the 3DS titles... Are coming to the Nintendo Switch eShop um, for download only, and you will be able to obviously transfer all those Pokemon to Pokemon Home in the um, Sword and Shield if they're in the Pokedex. And I think that's super badass. It makes sense because of the Mario 35th anniversary. They did the All Stars games or collections, so I'm I'm fairly confident we're gonna get uh, some form of Pokemon collection for the consoles. But this will be the first time these games are straight up on home consoles. And I think this is amazing and, and really good news. Uh, the rumor also suggests that Pokemon Snap 2 will be see, will see a summer release. And then obviously the massive part of that news is that we will finally get the Gen 4 remakes. And they will have Mega Evolutions in them. Palkia and Dialga will have their new forms. And then there will also be a Delta-like episode with like kind of like Omega Ruby and Sapphire. Uh, and Alpha Sapphire. With Rayquaza and Deoxys. Uh, this episode will feature Giratina and Dialga. So those are just some of the rumors going around right now. Um, I really don't think it's that hard to believe to an extent. Um, we'll, we'll obviously have to see for ourselves and see what's actually announced. But I really do believe we will get something along the lines of what I just spoke of. But obviously, please take it with a grain of salt. And I will update you guys if anything is confirmed and you know made official. So, we are going to talk about Pokemon the Crown Tundra. And basically, I'm just going to start off, I'm going to start right off the bat and say, you, this is worth your money. You should buy it. Um, I believe Isle of Armor and Crown Tundra, now that they are both out, if you experience them consecutively, or um, if you start a new character and you kind of play them how you will, because you can play the Crown Tundra within like an hour of gameplay instead of playing the main quest of becoming the champion. Um, I think it truly makes a Pokemon experience that people have been really, de- you know, desire. Um, they've been wanting, and I think it's worth your time. But really, the Crown Tundra, it's its kind of what I've wanted from Pokemon since Fire Red. And we got a little bit of it in um, Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire with the legendary uh, Pokemon being on those little islands that you can fly with. Uh, Latios or Latias on, which I thought was an amazing feature. I just wanted some form of uh, location, you know, places to go to and explore, you know? Like, I don't even care about getting new Pokemon anymore. I literally just want to explore new places, uh, you know, maybe earn new gear, battle new trainers, more difficult trainers. 
I think they did a really good job with the Crown Tundra. The legendary Pokemon are all amazing. All the birds, Calyrex, his, you know, his horses, uh, the new Regis. I think they did an amazing job. Um, Dynamax raids, you know, in the, in the Max Layer, the Dynamax Adventures. Um, you can completely repeat those. It it provides that sense of replayability that a lot of people probably wanted, because I I I want to go play it right now, and I've already done it quite a bit. I mean, I've only gotten two shinies, but I'm telling you right now, I've had the best time doing it. Unless it's fighting Groudon, um, for some reason, uh, random players are not smart when it comes to fighting Groudon. Um, for anyone listening. If you fight Groudon in Dynamax Adventures, please, 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 you need to focus on getting his weaknesses on the trail to fighting him. It's so it's a key to the battle. His lava plume in the drought will literally burn your whole team. And his precipice blades just destroys the whole team. So you really need to keep an eye out for that. Um, Groudon is probably the toughest legendary so far to fight that I've seen. And I've fought a few... Um, it's just, there's a lot of replayability, and one of the things I didn't talk about yet, because I, I didn't unlock it, um, is the Galarian Star Tournament. So once you complete all the legendary notes in the quest for the expedition, you unlock, <coughs> excuse me, uh, Leon will call you and tell you about the Galarian Star Tournament, and this is where you can compete with, uh, it's a multi-battle tournament where you can choose a partner of your choice and compete against all the other gym leaders and trainers in the region and then just have an ultimate showdown everyone's levels are way higher and it, it's a lot more fun i had a really good time doing it if you beat it you unlock a new uh sport uniform for your character and i just think they did a, an amazing job um <laughs> i just think they did an amazing job and um I just think the Crown Tundra is really like a nine out of ten. Like I'm, I'm truly happy with what they did. Um, for what we got, I think it's, I think it's a sign of what Game Freak wants to do with these games. And I'm really crossing my fingers for the future, uh, the future titles we get, even in remakes. Um, I just couldn't be happier. One of the biggest things that really makes me happy with this game is. When you when you become the champion in the base game, but you know even the Galarian Star Tournament where you win it that as well, you know people acknowledge that the NPCs in the overworld. If you walk by them, sometimes a bubble will pop up, like "Oh my God, there's a champion!" or "Did you see the champion's battle? Like, he's amazing!" And they'll like talk about maybe like a Pokemon you used in the battle, and that is something that I've wanted since the original games. The only people who really acknowledge that you're a champion are like your mom, the professor. Maybe the other gym leaders or your rival, but no one really says anything about it. And it always felt, to me, it always felt pointless to even collect the badges and become a champion because it was never celebrated like it was in the show. And I think we're finally at a point where it's celebrated the way it should be because you're actually fighting in stadiums with a full on audience. Uh, they're all animated. It, like it looks amazing. The, the amount of detail into these massive stadium battles are like. Really cool. It reminds me of the anime very much, you know, when I was growing up. And it makes me happy as shit. Um, I think Pokemon Sword and Shield with the expansion passes is 100% worth your money. If you have a Switch, if you just got a Switch or you're thinking about getting a Switch, there's a lot of content here, especially if you don't have the Pokemon from the previous games. 
Like, let's say this is your first Pokemon game. There's a massive amount of stuff for you to do here. A lot of collecting to do, which is one of the main parts of the game. A lot of shiny hunting you can do. And I, I just really recommend it. I mean, I, I absolutely love the Crown Tundra. I still wish we had the full Pokedex, but I'll take what I can get. Sorry, my window's open. If you hear everybody that wants to be a speed racer outside, I am so sorry. Um, I live near one of the busiest streets in the state, so I apologize. <laughs> um, actually, I live on. Um, but yeah, so that's the Crown Tundra, guys. I mean, I just I love the sounds for all the new moves. I like the uh, the Pokemon designs. You know, for any new Pokemon we got, the textures, the the landscape of the Crown Tundra is amazing. I, I like the little story behind Calrex. You know, he is way cooler than they made him out to be. He was such an unknown Pokemon with their reveal trailers. And I think the payoff was kind of there. Um, obviously, there's always more they can do. Uh, we're talking about Game Freak and Pokemon here. <laughs> but for what we got, um, <laughs> I think uh, I, I'm, I'm very happy, guys. Um, if you haven't played this, please go check it out. If you have played this, let me know what you think of it. Let me know if you don't like it. Um, let me know what you think I might have been too nice about. Um, I just think when you consider the base game to the two expansions, I think it's such a massive improvement. Uh, you can't help but feel slightly satisfied with what they finally gave us. And that's pretty much it for me, guys. Um, as always, you can hit us up at itjustworks at gmail.com. Once again, that's itjustworks at gmail.com. I want to hear your voice. You know, Make your voice heard, everyone. If you have something you want to say, if you have feedback, uh, an opinion on what we talk about, any topic suggestions, or if you just want to be on the show, let me know. I'm happy to hear from you guys. Uh, thank you again for your support. Uh, this week we hit over 1,200 plays, and I just think that's amazing. Uh, this podcast is doing so well. Thank you for everyone being so dedicated to listening, and listening to it when you have a chance. Uh, it means the world to me. And uh, that's enough for me. So this is Ryan from the It Just Works podcast, and I'll talk to you guys real soon. Have a good day.